Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, to Cathedral Square this week on Urban Spelunking, we're actually going to the cathedral that Cathedral Square is known for. St. John the Evangelist. And we're not just hanging out upstairs. We're actually going downstairs to the crypt. That's where the cool people hang out. <laughs> <laughs> They've got Anybody time, can right? go upstairs. Right, right, right. <laughs> so it's actually the 175th anniversary of the Milwaukee Archdiocese this year and um they're they're opening up they have opened up this crypt for tours and they've done this in the past like during doors open milwaukee so there is a chance to go down here once in a while yeah we can't we came to this now because you know recently they had their big anniversary celebration in the park across the street and as part of that got it they were doing tours but they do if you look at my story there are other ways to get in and see it so as far as crypts go <laughs> this is a, a newer crypt this is a newer crypt you know when they, when they invited me over to see the crypt i you know i've been to Europe a bunch of times, and I've gone to churches and the and gone down in the crypts, which are generally kind of dark, damp, a little spooky, a little spooky, you know, echoey places. Um, so that's sort of what I expected. I mean, it's a pretty old church, built in 1847, you know. Um, but the crypt, it turns out, is a much later addition. The crypt was built in the 80s. Oh, okay. And so this was a completely different crypt than what I expected. We went down there, and it was uh, it was brightly lit. It was carpeted. Um, it looked a lot like the modern sort of sort of mausoleum that you would see in a in a cemetery these days. Got it. So lots of tans, right? Tan colors mm-hmm. and things. You weren't getting catacomb vibes here. There no, were no, and actually, no skulls or anything, right? No, and I actually <laughs> should say that actually the the I'd been to the crypt in uh, the chapel uh, that's at the Catholic cemetery um, out on Blue Mound Road, Cavalry Cemetery, and that is creepy and dank and. That's oh, really? everything you expect a crypt to be. So and you, this was nothing like that. You can get your authentic crypt experience elsewhere, yes, I suppose. But yes. I guess to explain this tradition a little bit for those who maybe don't understand, you know, why do churches have crypts? Like churches in England, they would bury royalty in there and other other places they do that too. But also like in, in this case, it's um, archbishops, bishops, people like that are buried there. And they can express a desire to be buried in a certain place, although I was told that they're typically buried sort of where they are. Like if you're serving in Milwaukee, you would be there unless okay. you specifically asked to be elsewhere. So the crypt at, at St. John's is really high profile Catholic yeah. leaders that were in yeah, the crypt. Yeah, when you go in, there's not a ton of people buried there, but when you go in there, you'll recognize a bunch of the names. Okay. You know, like William Cousins sure. is there, like people like that. So <laughs> Mesmer. Of, of the high school fame. Heard that name before. <laughs> yeah, definitely so the, Milwaukee name. You'll, you'll definitely see names you recognize because these were sort of the, the big names in Milwaukee Catholicism of the last 150 odd years. And why is this church itself so significant, this cathedral? Uh, it seems it seems wrong to even call it a church. It's a, yeah, you know, it is the cathedral, the cathedral. Of, of the archdiocese. So yeah. it, it's sort of the main church of the archdiocese. And um, it was founded by the first uh, archbishop, Bishop Henny, who is interred in this crypt as well. And that was not his original resting place. No, he's been in the church the whole time, but he was upstairs in a chapel. Um, and then they moved him out of there. And when they built the crypt, they moved him out of that chapel and down into the crypt. Hmm. I wonder if there's like a like a Catholic like ritual that accompanies that when you're re- when you're moving remains. Oh, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know that it was a big public thing, but but I'm sure there were. There were prayers said and things like that. Sure. So what happens in the actual crypt itself? I I noticed there were some benches for reflection and there was like a a place for a priest to 
to kneel and pray. Exactly. Yeah, so I mean, I think people come there for, for it's a it's a very uh, quiet, serene place. So there are people who come down just sort of out of curiosity. There are people who come down to pray. People who come down, they sometimes have uh, like ceremonies on the anniversaries each year of the deaths of these people. They'll go down and have like a small service. And so that's the kind of stuff that goes on down there. Not a whole lot generally going on. Um, right, down there, yeah. How much can you expect? It's not yeah. really a party room for rental or anything <laughs> like that, to my knowledge. So upstairs, though, I mean, talk about just a gorgeous cathedral, uh, the stained glass and um, just all the, the interior, the columns. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it definitely feels like this is the place. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting when you come up the stairs from the crypt and you turn to go into the sanctuary, the first window you see across the sanctuary um, is the window showing Archbishop Henny. They have actually all of the archbishops uh, are in stained glass. Oh, really? In the windows upstairs. Wow. Um, and yeah, it's a beautiful church. The windows are beautiful. The The columns are beautiful. The ceiling is lovely. Um, it was sort of hev- heavily altered in the early 60s as after Vatican II. So the, the pews were removed and there's chairs now, which which means you can reconfigure the space a little more readily. The altar was moved out in toward the congregation um, you know, I think some people were not happy with that because it doesn't look like, like if you go to Jesu, that's a much more traditional looking sanctuary. Um, but this one is definitely still beautiful and striking and, and unique in its way in Milwaukee. I just know from Catholics that I know that this is, going there is really special. Yeah. You know, it's, it's they have their own parish, but sometimes they make the trip to this to this cathedral for... For high holidays, I think. Right, right yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting because Henny built this church in 1847 to replace a uh, incredibly more modest, basically one room wooden frame uh, church that had been uh, its predecessor a few blocks north. Um, And then that got moved up to the east side. Uh, When they built this one, they moved that to the east side for St. Peter and Paul Parish. Um, And ultimately it was moved out to Eagle and you can still go there now. It's that church exists out on the grounds of Old World, Wisconsin. Wow! And as I know from personal experience, you can bring your child and they can ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting that they that you know they were able to move these buildings from place to place, and and just really cool that they preserved them. And um, so this this beautiful church replaced was this was that one that you know more modest building was that the cathedral? Yeah, the, that the was church of that the was the seat of when Henny arrived here. That was his. His church. It was his seat of his uh, of the archdiocese. And it's interesting that it's still there at Old World, Wisconsin. Yeah, amazing to think of that, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that is uh, the Cathedral of St. John's the Evangelist. We visited the crypt there. And there are pictures inside if you want to go see what it looks like in this uh, 1980s crypt, which is significantly more modern than the crypts you might see in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find those pictures right here at RadioMilwaukee.org and subscribe to 88.9's podcast right on this page, too. Podcasts in 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership, of course, and from On Milwaukee. Make sure you subscribe to 88.9's podcast right here. And Bobby, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Pride, 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 pride.